Chicago teens, dating, and race. In late January, a video made the rounds at Chicago's Lincoln Park High School. Students were asked what race they wouldn't date and why. And if you're thinking, yikes, that is not going to end well, you're right. Many laughed and leaned hard into stereotypes. The video made the news, and it was eventually taken down. But videos like the one from Lincoln Park aren't new, and a lot found on social media are really similar. What race wouldn't you date? I say Asian. <laughs> All right, so I don't really discriminate, to be honest. Okay. But I did have an experience with a black girl when I was like, when I just got in high school. I don't really care about that stuff. I It doesn't really matter. Uh, I would date all girls because I like, I think they're all hot. Really. What race would you not date and why? <laughs> be honest, be honest. So Curious City reporter Adriana Cardona-Magigad and WBEZ education reporter Susie Ahn teamed up to talk to Chicago area teens about race and relationships and what they think it would take to help improve the culture at school. Susie and Adriana join us now. Hey, Susie. Hey. Hi, Adriana. Welcome. Hi, Hi, Sasha. I'll start with you, Adriana. Can you tell us more about this video that made the rounds at Lincoln Park High School? Yeah, like you said, Sasha, um, the video came out um, in January. A parent actually shared it with us. We watched it, and, um, yeah, we cringed uh, as we were watching the video. Um, pretty much a student um, has um, is walking around the school hallways, like asking um, other teens while somebody else is uh, recording him. And he he's asking other peers, who wouldn't you date? Which race wouldn't you date and why? Um, obviously, he put people on the spot. They were laughing, as you described. And students were where you know the what they said pretty much whatever came to mind mm-hmm. and obviously the comments were were pretty you know inappropriate uh, about um their white peers asian peers and it was definitely a hard thing to watch mm-hmm. yeah they were speaking freely because they had no idea that this would end up on the news you know with in the age of snapchat and and tiktok Kids make videos all the time. I have two teens. I know this. They make videos all the time. Adriana, why was this such a big deal? Well, it was a big deal because, well, one, aside from the hurtful comments, it happened right there in the school in front of other peers. Um, And, and, I mean, they're talking about, um, you know, like if if you're a kid who who is um, Chinese or if you're or, or, or Asian descent or any other type of, of, of the other races that were being um, mentioned here, it can be pretty hurtful and even traumatic. And this is something that uh, went on public. Uh, and uh, I can't imagine being a classmate there, hearing my, um, my, my classmates talking that way about where I come from. Yeah. Susie, let's bring you in here. Uh, you and Adriana, you, you, you talk to students at other CPS schools about this video and how they view race at their schools. What did you want to learn? We wanted to learn um, what what teens were actually thinking about this. Uh, did they share these types of views? How prevalent was this? Where were they getting it from? But also what kind of discussions the school was having around this type of thing, um, what sort of environment um, they're in at school, what are they learning? And so that's what we set off to, to find out. Were the schools having discussions on race? You know, for some of the students, they say in, in very specific classes, yes. 
Uh, but that doesn't happen school wide. You have to um, be taking a specific class to have like these types of discussions. So for them, they felt like, no, we're not we're not talking enough about it. There were some students who say their school did do a good job and they actually gave um, they felt all students time to talk about these types of things. But that wasn't happening district wide. And what about when you were talking uh, to the students for your investigation? Were they open to talking about race? They were so open to talking about it. They they really wanted to, um, you know, they were honest, um, but they also wanted to make it clear that they they were kind of not not surprised that someone would make a video like this because there's a lot of this type of thing on social media. But you know, in a way, shocked that someone someone would you know make these comments because they don't feel the same way. So um, they wanted to get that out there to to make sure a lot of students are not like this. Yeah. Um, but but that they feel that this is an important issue. Well, let's hear some more of that student reaction to the Lincoln Park video. So do you guys feel like the stereotypes about your race or ethnicity affect how your classmates see you or who wants to date you? Me personally, I don't think so. I don't think I really experienced like racism around me. I know it's still around and like people maybe make jokes about it. I feel like as a girl it's a little bit different when it comes to dating because guys can be really like picky about who they want to date and they have um like stereotypes about different races in their head like oh she's black so she's ghetto I don't want to date a ghetto girl so I see that definitely Adriana anything surprise you from those conversations you know what what I thought was surprising is like how uh open actually students to to, to talking about uh, this and how much they actually want to talk about it. It's almost like, um, you know, they, they want to learn and they, they want to be able to express their views on this topic. Yeah. And they actually, a lot of them mentioned that, like, how surprised they are, too, that, you know, sometimes adults can actually be the ones being uncomfortable about, you know, like, talking about this. And... Um, and so I, they stress um, that, you know, like they want to be part of that education and those conversations uh, when it comes to race in schools and dating and their relationships. So to me, that was that was surprising. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's something that we just kind of like, um, you know, as, as they as they share what they want to, you know, see happening in the school. Yeah. It's something that students that also have been asking for 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 you know for years too. Yeah, and and the word that we've we've mentioned a couple times, I just heard it in that clip: stereotypes, right, Susie? Did anyone tell you where they were getting some of these stereotypes from? Like where where had they been hearing? Yeah, I mean, these it, things. it was interesting. You you know, you mentioned um, Snapchat and and all of that stuff, and you yeah. know, that's something that. Uh, each teen group that we talked to brought up it's like social media um some of the worst uh, stuff is on snapchat yes exactly and i mean um as as someone who does not know that world i mean once i started searching for these things i was surprised like whoa okay and uh we we also spoke with um the anti-defamation league and and they mentioned that you will also find this in some of the popular online games, like um, when when kids are interacting with uh, other gamers. You know, some of this stuff creeps into the chat, and sometimes kids don't realize what's being said, or the terminology might be racist terms. So then they end up using it 
Um, so, you know, check when your kid's playing Roblox or, or Fortnite um, that that these are things that might be creeping in there. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset, and I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We are talking with WBEZ education reporter Susie Ahn and Curious City reporter Adriana Cardona-Magigad about their new story on the role that racial stereotypes play in Chicago-area schools. Now, a lot of the students that you talked to about racism, they went beyond just teen relationships, and, and they talked about this larger cultural problem. So I want to hear a little bit from one student. This is Issa Sargon. A senior at Northside College Prep, she identifies as Filipino-American and says an issue for her is that the curriculum isn't more inclusive. Oh, what did Filipinos do in uplifting the U.S. and whatnot? And again, we're just a side character. We're the supporting cast. We participated in some strikes at some time. And, you know, we're colonized, blah, 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 all that stuff. But in the end, we're just some people unless someone like takes like an actual class specifically to like Asian studies or whatever. And Issa goes on to talk about how teachers interact with kids of color and, and relating to diverse students. People really need to learn how to be mindful of how they speak to us, especially when it comes to tone policing and, you know, calling us by the same name as another student who looks like us. That has, yeah, that has happened to me so many times. It's the bare minimum, you know, for teachers to learn our names, to remember us, and to be mindful of our backgrounds. Adriana, can I tell you, my daughter, who is an elementary school student, she just told me this last week that the exact same thing has been happening to her, that she's been getting called another student's name and that other student keeps getting called her name and they actually look nothing alike. She showed me a picture. I can verify. <laughs> uh, is that something that you heard from other kids as well? So before I used to be part of the education team and when when I was doing a lot more educate more reporting on education yes I heard that from from other students and uh, from from other young people uh, I will say that the student is a surrogate here um, and this was actually a very uh, interesting point in the conversation we were having with them because as she was speaking and I don't think you can catch that um, like in audio but like the other students started like almost uh, laughing and reacting to it. Yeah, saying, yes, you heard yes, that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's happened to us as well. And um, it's something that, you know, it, it, there is just so much that needs to be done um, in a school as a whole, uh, including for the adults to be mindful on how do they talk about the other races, about how they address, address other students. Um, how they relate to other students because in a way like they're they're sponges they're they're learning from what from what the adults in the schools are also doing mm -hmm. students also talked about not being taken seriously when issues of racism come up whether it's you know with another student or a faculty member so here is lulu Baloche. Uh, she's a sophomore at lakeview high school and she identifies as south asian administration and teachers they don't take things serious when it comes to students saying something but once it gets to the parents then it's like taken more seriously I feel like they don't listen to us Susie you and Adriana talked to CPS about this issue and and what efforts they might be making to take students more seriously mm -hmm. on issues of race what did you find out from them 
Well, they say that, um, you know, they, they want to make a, a greater effort to center the student voice, get feedback from students. Uh, a thing that's new to this year um, is that, that all schools are required to report bias-based harm to the central district so they can track that data. Oh, really? Um, and so, that you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what we get at the end of this school year. Um, uh, and I, I've heard, you know, from a few teachers who say like, okay, great, you're tracking the data. Let's but what else? And then what do you do with that data? Exactly. So that's sort of the wait and see. Let's see what, what comes of like tr- actually tracking the data. And, you know, we, we started this conversation, Adriana, with talking about Lincoln Park High School specifically. That school is actually a majority minority institution. And mm-hmm. as we heard, these racist comments, they were largely against white, Indian and Chinese students. What do you make of mm-hmm. that? Yeah, like you said, like Lincoln Park High School is super diverse. Um, it, it it has a twenty percent black, thirty one percent Hispanic, thirty two percent white, uh, and the students involved in the video appear to be black. And he, he went on to interview several black students. Maybe there was like a few white students, um, but incidents like this among um, students from different races they happen all the time. And I've heard that myself. I've had. Um, Latino students who reach out because their white peers are making racist comments. It's just that this one was public. It it made the news um, yeah. and it became a big deal. But um, these incidents, they have to be called out. Um, and and I've, we heard from the students we talked that they want they want to know how the students were held accountable. And, and so this type of behavior shouldn't be normalized. We also heard uh, from the experts that we spoke uh, with, they said like when these incidents happen are are pretty much sometimes the uh, symptoms of something bigger happening at the school. Like maybe the school's struggling to to make students feel welcomed and that they belong. Uh, maybe um, students from some groups uh, feeling powerless. And um, we actually kind of went into to other ideas of groups of color or students of color perhaps feeling powerless Mm -hmm. and this is part of a bigger problem where for generations um um you know communities of color have been pit against each other to compete for you know in a in a system that has like systemically you know discriminate against against them uh, including education housing all of that but but we need to address and have these conversations because the students are are repeating pretty much stereotyped jokes that were like 20 year old. Yeah. Like, you know, like they're all the typical mm-hmm. jokes that have gone unchecked for years. Absolutely. Anything you can add to that, Susie? Anything more students are saying they want to see change? Yeah. I mean, you know, the other thing that I want to add about uh, about Lincoln Park, I mean, it's while it's very diverse, um, it, it mirrors Chicago in a way that. You know, Chicago is very segregated. And while you can say there's a diversity in Chicago, you know, there's not that that sort of the unity, the celebration that's not happening at Mm -hmm. the school level either. So that's something that kids want to see is that let's let's unify these cultures. Let's talk about our cultural background so that we can have a better understanding. And the other thing is, you know, the school isn't quite equipped. Schools in general aren't quite equipped to talk about um, not just racism, but maybe some of those historical racial tensions that have existed between non-white um, groups that that Adriana mentioned. So that's something else that they think that that having those conversations 
will really go a long way in in something that has, you know, we have not seen and talked about or educated in schools um, really at at an official level. I really do hope they continue those conversations. So important. Uh, We've been speaking with WBEZ reporters Susie Ahn and Adriana Cardona-Magigad. You can check out their new story on the Curious City podcast. Thank you both. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.